Leafs talk. First of the year, baby. Let's go. What a way to make a debut. Welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody that joined us last year. It is Leafs talk with J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee on the Sportsnet Radio Network and, of course, on Sportsnet 5.9 of the Fan and Sportsnet Plus. That's about as good of a season opener as I can remember. Like, that's perfect. That's just, that's Austin Matthews' debut with four goals. It's this one. Like, where do you want to begin? I don't know. There, yeah. what just happened? When did when did that re- was that Reeves fight last week? Like that was a wild game. Like long, it really man. feels like it was a super long twists and turns, tons of different storylines. But I think you have to start nowhere else other than Austin Matthews and Mr. Three Hundred. Three Hundred. I think. Did you see the the thing I retweeted today with the the company he's in for fastest like for three hundred goals in less than five hundred games? Just like the list of guys. It's unbelievable. It's all the best guys ever, basically. It's Wayne Gretzky, Mike Fossey, Mary Lemieux, Brett Hall, Yari Curry, Timu Solani, Pavel Bure, Alex Ovechkin, Maurice Richard, Tim Kerr, uh, Luke Robitaille, and Austin Matthews. And that's the list. Like, this guy is truly in rarefied air for him to come out on the opening night of the season after he signs a huge extension that was much talked about, score a hat trick, including two in the last minute, both pretty filthy. That one sneaky one along the line, patience on the second one, just an incredible night for 34, an incredible night for the Leafs. Yeah, buddy, uh, I don't really need to know the list when a guy is 26 years old and he's got 300 goals. Like my it's guess crazy. is that, yeah, the, the list I'm guessing though is going to be pretty good players. You know, he's yeah. he signs that massive deal. There was, it was actually kind of like a pretty quiet option, all things considering for him, right? Like, there weren't a lot of people hand-wringing over the contract. I think there was a little bit of debate about the term, whatever. But I talked about this with Bourne today on my podcast, just how he – I think that there would have been some pretty major Matthew storylines if he came out of the gate looking like the guy that played for the Leafs last year, right? Which was, yeah, 40 goals. It's a, it's a good player. But it reminds me – a little bit of the conversation we had about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. all year, right? Where you're going like, yeah, these are fine and it's good, but it's not what you're expecting from someone who's supposed to be great, who's supposed to be one of the best five players in the game. Like that, that's what you expect from one of the best five players in the game is a night where it's up and down, it's a bit sloppy, and he just finds a way to show you the special skill set, which is that wrist shot. Like all the, all the talk about Bedard the last couple of days, rightfully so, but like this is the guy with the shot. You saw it. Yeah, I thought that in general, even outside of the three goals tonight, like he's, he's just he's just noticeably Austin yep. Matthews more than he was, I think, at any point of last season. He clearly had stretches where he was really good last year. He still scored 40 goals. Mm-hmm. But tonight, he was his dominant self. And I thought that line in general with Marner and Bertuzzi, bit of a slow burn in the, re- in the preseason, right? Like, I think that was a big conversation with how they hadn't really formed a lot of chemistry. I thought as the game went on tonight, like you could just start to see the sort of the bubbling of a good line starting and those three guys really starting to buzz together. Like Marner and Matthews both looked so good tonight, but Mar- Matthews in particular, he's just, he looks like MVP style himself. He looks healthy. He looks fresh. He looks motivated, new contract. Like this is as good as it could start. If you're a Leaf fan with Austin Matthews and hoping for him to have a big year, like he just looked unbelievable. Dude, he's like, it's conference now, right? Mm-hmm. Sid, 36, 35, 35. God, we're old. He was born in 87, so he's 36. He's one year older than me. Yeah, so he's 36 years old. Like, 
the Bruins, they're supposed to take a step back this year. The Lightning supposed to take a step back this year. I think a big part of what makes the Toronto Maple Leafs contenders or like, I shouldn't say contenders, but makes you most optimistic about their chances to win the conference is that they're supposed to have the best player in the conference. And, mm-hmm. and that's who he was tonight. And, and you're right. I don't think that it was just the goal scoring, right? This wasn't just like opportunistic ones. Like the first one's just a, a nice power play goal. He snaps it. It's a good finish. It's nothing really too special. I, I love the, the one that you referenced to just like quick sneaky snap by the goal line. That was the prettiest one to me. That's the one I enjoyed the most tonight. But yeah, no, he was dominant in all facets. And I agree. I, I thought that their line tonight started kind of slow. There wasn't really much to write home about for those guys. It was like first period, it was nothing. Second period, they were dominant and dominant everywhere. And, and I think that this is the thing too with Matthews that just separates him. Like, you know what? It's a good thing that we're actually talking about him this much because I think they get overlooked, but he was just dominant all over the ice tonight. Like it, it's the all facets thing that sets him apart from some of the other great guys like the dry sidles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just, yeah, like the, the defensive work, like we know he's always below the goal line. Like he's just... He is truly, truly an elite player. And it's just a statement game for him yeah. for him to come out after the conversations about the contract. And like, no one's ever going to think about the contract again until, you know, four years from now. Like, it's just, he's really good. He plays for the Leafs. He's going to score close to 50 goals a year. And he's off to a really good start to do that. It's just, it was such an exciting hockey game. There's so many other things to talk about. We had yeah. to give Matthews his due off the top. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really, really fun game. It was up and down. And I, I went through a lot of emotions. I'll be honest, like, when Nyes took that penalty, I felt really disappointed in overtime because mm-hmm. it went from a game where they, they're down 2 nothing and then all of a sudden 3 nothing. Like, they're 3 nothing, the goal gets called back. But before you realize that Keith's going to challenge that goal, you're thinking, wow, this is just kind of a pretty stereotypical Leafs game where they play down yeah. to their opponent to start a year. Slow start. They get some suspect goaltending, some mistakes, right? You're right in TJ Brody's obit. <sighs> This is, this is where I want to kind of start next. Some of the texts and tweets I got after the first period of the first game were amazing. Even for Leafs fans, even for this fan base, this was like quite a showing. I screenshotted some of them. I thought about doing a tweet if like this was after the first uh, period. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to bury people. I'm just looking the- back right now. Yeah, just mid-season form from, from some people like out on Twitter. And yeah, uh, it was a fun one. But Dude, got to say, like, if we just got to go through that game, they, I I had basically written it off when they went down as slow start, dominant second period, which was something that they had last year. And then a horrific that goes against them with the Bertuzzi scrum, one of the more fun moments of the game. Bertuzzi goes in front of the net, gets into a scrum with a bunch of Habs players and throws fists like a feral animal being pulled out of a cage. He is a feral animal. <laughs> they just pulled that rat out of a cage and it was squirming and fighting. Despite all my rage, I am still wanna... just a rat in a cage. I just pictured like the scientist holding up the glove with gloves, <laughs> just picking it up and trying to get him out. I don't know why that was a penalty. That was a horrible call. Have score on the power play. I still stand by the Bertuzzi moment and then they grab the go-ahead, and I'm thinking, man, this is this is going to be a game that comes down to sloppy mistakes, some, mm-hmm. I think, not getting enough saves from your goaltender, because I think they had five goals on 18 shots at that point. And then all of a sudden, yeah, Matthews plays heroics and basically changes the entire game. Yeah, so I think, 
I, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that that wasn't a penalty on Bertuzzi. Like, uh, the puck was frozen underneath his legs, and he comes in there and just gives him a shot in the, in the I don't know what's appropriate to say, in the balls. <laughs> like, he gives him a full-on shot. It was greasy. It was a deserved penalty. Like, I'm really not too bent out of shape about it. But, like, I love that. When's the last time you saw any Toronto Maple Leaf do that in the last yeah. five years? I haven't yeah. seen that. Like, like there's been scrums in front of the Leafs net because the guy's been there, but they're grabbing on, they're holding on. But at the other end, where a guy commits like a bit of a crime, where he goes in there and he's like, I'm going to do something yeah. that's really borderline stupid just because I'm a greaser and I feel yeah. like doing something stupid. That's been a long time coming for the Leafs. And like I tell... It's not hard to picture that Bertuzzi is going to be a big time fan favorite here. Like, just look at him. I, I no. absolutely just look at him. Look at his face. Look at his hair. Look at his skates. His I, stick. I thought, he doesn't I tape thought, his stick. I went, I, I thought there's something about having the no teeth guy in the scrum. Yes. Like, there's just, there's. <laughs> doesn't matter. The no teeth guy in the scrum with the hair flying everywhere just made me happy. Like, it gave yes. me joy a feeling of real joy watching him do that thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I don't mm. know. I, I disagree with you a little bit. I just, I think it was a bit of a soft call. Sure. It's a touch greasy. I just, I, I didn't love the penalty. And yeah. I, I thought Bertuzzi in particular, like we'll go through the, the Leafs, but I thought that he turned it up from basically the midway through the second period on. There's like one notable shift that ends up happening where yeah. those three guys were just buzzing. And then from that point, it almost felt like, he settled in and looked like the guy that we were all expecting to see this season. But yeah. I think the next thing, uh, like, I, actually, hold on. I'll stay with this because we're talking about that. I did feel the edge tonight. Oh, yeah. Like, you could feel it on the team. What The, the whole offseason was about, hey, the personalities coming in and the snot and the piss and vinegar and the new guys and the new voices. Reeves fights right away. And I like that Reeves is the type of player where it's like anybody that comes in his orbit, he's going to – He's going to slash your stick a little bit. Like he's going to, he's going to try to hit you. He's going to try to make you feel him. And then the Bertuzzi scrum stuff, Giordano jumping in on the back. I think, do we have the scrum highlights? I want to see it again because I think even Matthews got a little involved. He did. Like, that's he was the first man there. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like Matthews getting involved in a scrum might be, I, I thought I'd never night see one. It. Night yeah, one. Night one. Matthews getting in the scrum. Thought we'd never <laughs> see the day. So far, so good on, you know, the snot factor for the Leafs. Absolutely. And do you want to talk about the Reeves thing? What, the fight? Because, yeah, like, I thought it was a borderline hit. I liked it. Whoever he hit, yeah. was it Gooley that he hit? Kind of turned his back yeah. right at the wrong moment. He yeah. absolutely wallpapers him. He's yeah. down on a knee. Arbor Jack guy, who is a mutant, who may yeah. be the heavyweight maybe the heavyweight champion of the league. Like there's going to be a true conversation between him and Reeves. Like he is a big, big boy. And he comes in there and like, I don't think he ever really let Reeves get his bearings. Like he was kind of off balance. He started on a knee, but like he was just pushing them. There wasn't much fight of a, there wasn't much of a fight there. Like I just felt like no one really landed a punch, but the fact that like Reeves is clearly one of the strongest guys in the league. And he just like pushed them down over the net. I don't think he wanted yeah. much to do with the, with the actual punches, but the fact that he like pushed him down over the net and just showed how strong he was like, that guy is a beast. Like that guy is really tough. Look at this. Here you go. See, there's yeah. not a ton of, not a ton of punches landed here. No, it's a, it's okay. a bit of a sloppy fight. And I do, I like think right Reeves, there, I guess 
Reeves but does get much. a little bit of end of the shift after flying yeah. around and its benefits here, but that's clearly a win for Arbor Jack. For sure. No question. X Jack. Uh, Wi-Fi. I, yeah. The, the alphabet. Is that <laughs> how you spell it? <laughs> that's on our thing there. Buddy, here's what I'll say <laughs> about this Jack. You could spell that. Joe could have shout out to new producer Joe Bosch. Yeah. He could have spelt that 18 different ways on the I wouldn't roster, question. And I would have never had the guts to bring that up. Like, good for you that you even thought for a second to do that. If I covered the halves and I had to write that tweet, I would like every day. Every time. Like, I remember when the Raptors got Valanchunas, I had to check that one for like three years before I got that one down. That's that's a lifetime. Uh, that's the letters. That's his name. Letters. Like he's yeah. just Wi-Fi. Looks yeah. like a Wi-Fi code. It's the best yeah. nickname ever. Dude, Wi-Fi is such a great nickname. That is yeah. his, right? Yeah, that's him. It's the best oh, nickname ever because it just looks like a Wi-Fi password. It's amazing. Oh, that's really good. Really, really that's good. Really, really good. Anyway, yeah. yeah uh, that's obviously that fight goes to Wi-Fi though. Like, there's no sure. doubt about it. And I'm. I gotta say, I'm. I'm a little surprised they didn't fight again. Yeah, I think I, the game didn't really call for it. Like, I think it was a yeah. pretty tight game. I don't think Jack Guy, who was probably more important to his team at this point than Reeves is at his, was going to give him another one when the game was tight. Like, Jack Guy, didn't he assist? He shot one of the goals. That, I think that the one that Newhook tipped in, I think Jack Guy actually fired it to, yeah. to for them to yeah. score the goal. So, like, I think he's more important. So, at the point of the game where they win originally, that's a perfect time for Jack Guy to go. Him. He ends up getting 10 minutes for that instigator, which is absurd like that's just such an absurd like you're just trying to take away what hockey is like guy hits dirty hit they fight should be over with that's a two-minute penalty at most but like i don't think they're gonna i can guarantee you whenever the Habs and Leafs play next they will be fighting again it'll be a round two or whatever but like here's what i'll say i love fights i love hockey fights so much and like when they got when the gloves came off i was so happy and so excited and i was like oh yeah reeves plays the leafs this is awesome this is so great to just see fights again Buddy, it star player of the team scored a hat trick, yep. and I bet you a lot of people their favorite moment if they were at that game was the. Yes, of course. Well, it, I mean, the the tying goal is pretty great, and no, then the like, tie, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it would genuinely be conversation. Anyway, you know, th- this show we're off to a red hot start. Is, we're uncling is, hard right now. <laughs> love the fights. Okay, so next up, what's your favorite Metallica song? <laughs> All right, so we're agreeing on a lot of stuff. You and okay. I have, throughout our friendship, had a blood oh, feud. Sh- I it, know. We've had a You're blood, right. and it has lasted. I am a proponent of. Now mm. I'm the numbers guy. I'm the numbers guy. Okay, dork. The big numbers guy, crunching them. But yeah, there's yeah. a lot of data up when you're down two goals, pulling the goaltender really early in the game. But I do think that when you're doing it on home ice for your season opener against the Habs who you're supposed to crush, it's mm-hmm. pretty ballsy to do it where Keith did it, which was early. But big win for the math guys like me, the number crunchers like me, who believe in the early pull of the goaltender when you're down a couple of goals, even down one goal. I, I'm a bigger believer of before two minutes. You hate it. Yeah. Did it change your mind at all tonight? Oh, yeah. The first time it's worked in the 100 years of hockey. What an accomplishment. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I listen. I, you know, I, I'm getting I'm starting to come around to it. Like, I guess this is the new NHL and I, I understand oh, okay. it. But- 
fumbling. Oh, I guess that's the way it's got to be. But, but my my sensibilities, when I look up at the clock and I see 445 and the goalie's coming out, I love it's still, it still offends me. Like, I still get a little bit my back up, but, like, I understand it was the right call tonight. I also think it was excellent. I loved that after they scored the goal, they took a couple shifts. I think they even may have snuck a Minton shift in there before they, they pulled the before they pulled the goalie again to give the top guy to well to give the top guys a blow right like they put the them out there gave them a little bit of a quick blow a shift or two without the goalie pulled next whistle they put the goalie back out when it's in their zone i thought that was a really good coaching move by everybody behind the bench can i say something about behind the bench weird yeah. to see Guy Boucher there like yeah. really like i i, I kind of forgot like i didn't because we were talking about it on real kipper and born today and whatever but like seeing him there was a little bit jarring i was like oh yeah he's there and he was wearing that suit and Dude, tie and shirt but no but the color was a, it was an awful combo yeah. it was like blue tie blue shirt gray i was like it looked terrible that combo weird yeah. glasses he's a weird i don't know I just, I mean, he's got the star and the outfits and the style <laughs> and the look of a super villain like he genuinely looks like he's about to tell bond that he's got 45 minutes before the bomb goes off like i love I playing him in poker yeah <laughs> yeah 100 he's got Bond's girlfriend tied up somewhere yeah, like yeah. that's just the, that's just key boucher um i i loved it i thought it was gutsy i'm a believer mm. in it anyway so obviously this is confirmation bias and yes it doesn't yeah. work most of the time but when it does i'm gonna say like hey the math backed it but i will gutsy. say it it does make the decision a lot easier to do when you have Austin Matthews, William yes. Nylander, yeah. John Tavares, Mitch Marner, Morgan Riley, and John Klingberg, which brings us to who was mm. your favorite new Maple Leaf tonight? Because I think there's one answer only. Yeah, it was Klingberg. Not sentimental impact wise. No, it was Klingberg. He was yeah. pretty good tonight. And I think there's been a ton of talk about what he was going to look like and the defensive woes, which you can definitely see him going back on a puck in his own zone are is clearly not going to be really enjoyable all the time. And there's going to be some gaffes, but buddy, like you see what tantalizes people here. Yep. The guy snaps it. Like he absolutely snaps it around head up snap on the power play. They're just moving so much quicker out there. They're just doing things faster. He's finding the right guys. He's just snapping it on net the right time. Like, there's something to be said for a power play guy that just has the feel. And that's the thing with Morgan Riley that he's never really had the feel. Like he's got pass when he should shoot and shoot when he should pass syndrome. Like he just, he doesn't do it right all the time. And it just seems like Klingberg has the feel to be a power play guy. Like I know that there's going to be times where we can't stand watching him play this year, but like on the power play and offensively guy can snap it. And he's big. He's a big guy. Like he's a lot bigger than I remember him being. So it, <sighs> He's one of those signings and the season starts. And, and I'm, I know he's going to have frustrating moments. And like, there was one when the Leafs were on the pa the power play and he had to go back and retrieve a yeah. puck and he's got a four checker on his back. And I was just full going over the bridge, holding my breath. Mm -hmm. I, hated it. I hated that moment on the goal, which was it the third Habs goal where Domi failed to clear. Yeah. Yeah. He was swimming around in his own end a little bit and looked pylon-ish. And I, I think it was later in a shift, too. That puck's got to get out. Like, he's reading yes. that that puck's going to get out. And then he completely has to go back. Like, that puck's got to get out. 100%. Yeah. Like, 100% that one's not yeah. on him. All yeah. I'm saying is there were at least a couple of moments where you could see the flashes of what's bad. But mm -hmm. this was a signing where I went, it's one game. 
oh, right. The Leafs want to play with a bit of a different style. They want to mm-hmm. snap the puck. They're not doing a lot of D to D. They're just going like, hey, you got it? Snap it up to the forward. Snap it up to the forward. Snap it up to the forward. They're going to play with pace this year. They're going to have a different kind of jump. And maybe it's just the Habs. Maybe it's just one game. Maybe this doesn't prove to be the way. But mm-hmm. the way that they like the way that they played that game stylistically from an offensive standpoint, Klingberg made a lot of sense. And then the yeah. other thing, and I have Versteeg on my podcast tomorrow, and he's a big, big, big lover of the, the defenseman who line on the power play. And you felt that tonight too, like in a pretty major way. So yeah, big plus for Klingberg tonight. Three was solid. Uh, do we get to just extend Hall's dolls to something with Klingberg's just like the defending of the three guys? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. Boys? I, I mean, I was the, the Klingons. How's that? Yeah. yeah, the Klingons is all right, but it's <laughs> it does remind me of poo. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like, as soon I, as I said it, I'm like, that's a Kling. <laughs> the Klingers. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like there was like a joke uh, from our childhood about Klingons being so, poop. Yeah. Can I? Can I say? Can we've done all positive things? Can I say that they might need John Klingberg way more than they're going to than they should have because the rest of the decor may be looking a little shaky, bud. Dude, the, one of the the one of the bad stories of the game to me is mm. they had three egregious errors that led to goals. Absolutely. Domi, two chances to clear, can't get it done. TJ Brody just Boy. a tire and and like. What the hell was that? <laughs> and then Timothy Lilligren with Lilligren had one like exactly like that last year near the end of the season. And I got deja vu to it, but mm-hmm. yeah, some, I- I'm hoping you just chalk that up to this is the rust of the off season and that you don't see a lot of that. But I also thought maybe this is part of the byproduct too, of the defensemen that are trying to make quicker decisions now, like as part of the coaching mandate, I, I don't know, like what's your read on it? Well, I just the thing that scares me, and we had a flash of it in the in the third, third period, period. I think it was when Riley kind of got dumped and crashed into the end boards, oh, and yeah. like was slow to get up. It just feels like this baby's on a knife's edge. Like one of these guys goes down, and it's it's who is it? Cockinen or Simon or Benoit? It's like there it it feels really scarily thin on the back end, and even the guys that were in there didn't really put a lot of trust in my heart. Like I think Brody last year in the playoffs, we talked about it every game. Uh, he was playing with a broomstick a lot of nights. Like he was not really good. Like he really struggled. And I think that's one of my texts I sent early. It's like, Oh, he picked up right where he left off last yeah. spring. I sent that one early, but hey, guess, like, you, guess, guess how many people sent that text a lot. in the group chat. I would say that I, I've always said this. I wish that there could be like a Twitter version of just group chats. Like mm-hmm. if we could see the trending, not read. Boy, the I'd be canceled quick. I, that'd be fired. <laughs> no, no, of course. No, no you, see. you just you know how on Twitter you see the trending icon. Yes. yes. See it in like the diehard group chats. I guarantee mm. picked up where he left off would have trended. trended. After that Brody goal. That was the number one job the diehard Lee fans when Brody made that mistake or I knew it. He's washed. Like washed and picked up where he left off would have been the top two trending thing. Yeah. I agree. I had the same thought when Riley crashed in the boards and then Simpson's going, hey, he's gingerly going to the bench. I was and like, I, what? God, no. Because, yeah, going from him to Cockenin would be a <laughs> stark. Not great. Not yeah. great. 
put it the least. But you know what the other moment was for me? Was the penalty kill at the end of the game where it's like, it's Giordano and it's Brody out there. And mm -hmm. the miles you're going to have to put on two of those guys, two of your older players, mm -hmm. with those hard PK minutes, like... Did someone already scoop Zach Bogosian? Is he still against playing in Canada? Like maybe yeah. get him yeah. for some just mix him I, in there for some. I don't know. I just that doesn't seem overly sustainable to me. Did did you know that did you notice Geo skates? No. Tonight? Oh, okay. He's wearing like borderline Austin Matthews skates. I was like, buddy, those are far you're style, far God. too you, old. You're far too old of a man to be wearing style, those skates. Unless it's painfully obvious like Bertuzzi, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that's a you thing. Uh so do you can I check in with you on uh goalie goalie corner? How we feeling, baby? Bad, bad start. One big save. Yeah. I, I literally have written down two to three good saves, one great save, not great. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what's in the notes here. <laughs> like that's it's a big change, man. Yeah. To go from last year where he's like to upstart backup with no expectations to like on a one-year contract coming in here as like the starting guy for a cup contending team, you know, better than anyone goal, yeah. goal, goaltending is a confidence position, man. And like, I, yeah. I just didn't like what I saw in preseason and didn't like what I saw tonight. And that's all that's, I'll say because it's too early. That's the thing is, and I've said this on two shows in a row, Yeah. but last year people really liked him in the preseason and he looked mm -hmm. especially sharp and yeah. It was a, I have something to prove and he's still in a contract year. So clearly he's got something to prove. He wants to go out and make his money, but yeah, um, this, this is a guy who had pedigree and this is not someone that was, uh, yeah, the Leafs got him for a reason. Let's just put it that way. Right. So yeah. do I, do I have a ton of confidence that he's going to level out? No, I, it, it's hard because it's one bad game. It's a mm -hmm. tough preseason. Wool was also really bad in the preseason. Like neither goalie really showed out, but like if your Steelers taught us anything, maybe the preseason doesn't matter too much. So oh I'm going to hey, three and two, baby. Yeah. I, Kenny Pickett chucking to picking. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to grace period time with this, but yeah, obviously I, I didn't like him. I thought like some of these goals, right? Like he reminded me a bit of Mrazek where he's just way out of position on some of these, mm -hmm. like yeah. flying around the net, a little bit of the bad Samson off tonight. All right. Let's round out that we got two more bad things. I think, and then we'll get to the, the, we'll close on the major talking points. You got something else in the goalies? No, I just was going to go on to what I think you're going to say next about Domi. Yeah, I was going to say worst leaf tonight to me was 11. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, uh, I hate to say this, and I honestly don't even feel like I want to say this out loud, but Domi, Tavares, and Nylander, I was like, this guy kind of feels like worse Kerfoot at this moment. Like I felt like the Kerfoot vibes. That's it felt true. like Kerfoot. It felt yeah. like Kerfoot. That's it felt like Kerfoot. Felt like a guy who passes, doesn't shoot. Buddy, that's what I felt. I'm telling you, they put me on a podcast to tell you how I feel. And watching that line play, it gave me big time vibes of like the smaller guy who is, you know, can pass really well, good skater, but like isn't doing a ton. That's kind of what the vibe it gave me. He's obviously going to be better. I'm not going to write him off after one game, but I had like PTSD and it was like going through my that, mind. That turnover was so bad. One of the worst plays of the game. Like, mm -hmm. and, and that one's like Brody blows a tire, right? He falls down. Like it's a mistake, but 
it's a it's a big time just screw up moment. Lilligren, same thing where it's uh the the puck doesn't leave his stick in the right way. I don't know what the hell because he's done it before. But this one just seemed sloppy and lazy and I don't know. There's something I think it can go two ways with Domi. A lot has been made of how, hey, he's a guy who grew up in this market and there's no yep. pressure in this market. But he had to be feeling something at of home course. playing the abs. And so this goes into the grace period category for me. I'm not, I'm not going to overreact to this one game, but I will say that, boy, it was rough. And yeah. when the game was getting tight how much and they were down tonight? two goals, I'm not sure he got on the ice for the six on five. Yeah, I'm just looking at his ice time for tonight. Bear with me here. Like, yeah, he did get bumped for Nyes at the end of the game, but like yeah. the six on five, that shift that they got in, Tuesday and and they he got to eleven thirty nine tonight. Show me, like that's not. Yeah, Fraser Minton played eleven thirty two. So that's what I mean. And I was gonna say, and I thought Minton was the other worst player. Minton looked really overwhelmed. Holy, did he ever? I thought he like. I thought maybe he might be on the first flight back to Kamloops after tonight. Yeah. I was like, holy man, like this guy had a good preseason, great story that he made camp, but like have fun in the world juniors, buddy. Like it's, it, it just didn't, it, what? It's true. Like it, it was a great story. He had a great preseason, but like as soon as it became the regular season, it's like, oh my God, every shift, it's not great. Yeah. I did so. think that if Pontus Holmberg and Nick Robertson were watching this game, they were oh looking at they were looking at Domi and Minton going, well, we could do that. Like we okay. could, we could replicate those numbers. If that's Pontus is like, I'm signing that offer sheet that I'm getting. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. The offer sheet, the Pontus <laughs> offer sheet. Oh man. I hope his agent sent him you and Kipper doing that clip was like, maybe we done it. The Conor McGregor clip, the clip. Um, uh, yeah. I thought it was a pretty enough rough night for Minton. Clear. I, Obviously, you're going to give him another game. Like this is Clearly. the luxury of being the Leafs, yeah. where you're you're this group. Uh, but after tonight, I would set if you had to do the Vegas line of does Minton get to ten games, I would say no would be minus ten thousand. Like yes. it might not be on the board. No, yeah, you you might not like you would have to you might have to bet a million dollars to win a hundred bucks. <laughs> like it's, <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen for him. I'm I'm fine with the Domi thing. I just think I know what Domi is as a player. And part mm -hmm. of the rep with him is that he's a bad defensive guy who has those kind of errors in his own zone. So I think he'll be frustrating at times. Mm -hmm. You didn't see him at least. The one thing I'll give Domi credit for is he didn't have like a Dumbo moment where it felt like he needed to insert himself in the game. And I think that's like a little bit of the veteran presence. He yeah. didn't go, well, I better throw a big hit and take a stupid penalty. Like he didn't have one of those. Didn't have a force at moment. So credit them for that. Um, all right. Now for the most important thing. Yes. I'm on the pursuit of happiness and I know. Bah, 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 bah. Banger. <laughs> so the report Banger. I said on your guys' show today. <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever seen anyone more mad than Kimber? No, it was, it was honestly, it was one of my favorite moments in podcast history. I was watching it live. And they go from you breaking the news to Kipper's face of just pure disgust. And then his, his take of they had meetings, like a song that says the goal to say, but they don't even have a goal song was amazing sports talk radio. I, I really did yeah. enjoy it. Thank great, you. Great show moment. Um, 
so there's supposed to be multiple songs, which is weird because yeah. I feel like this is the if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. This is the if you have 13 goal songs, you don't have any. So here's what they're gonna do. This what? is obvious. Here's what they're gonna do. It's obvious. They're going all year. They're gonna do all these weird games. I mean, I was today years old when the Leafs. I found out the Leafs had Throwback Thursday. Like I didn't know that was even a thing, but I guess yeah. they do. So Throwback Thursday is a thing. They're gonna have the different one for That's next generation. The Instagram trend from like 15 years ago. <laughs> like we're on it. We're are we him? <laughs> so trendy. Hashtag Follow Friday. The Leafs are the most Canadian thing ever. Where it's like, hey, the trend that happened years ago, we're finally doing it now. It's really, so, really some Canadian stuff. So they're play. They're gonna throw in all these different goal songs. Mm-hmm. They'll probably play like a classic rock one at some point. They'll probably play like a Bieber one for the next gen game. Like they'll do all these different things, and then they'll do a vote at the end of the year, and we'll head into playoffs, and whatever one is the most popular one, they'll vote on it, and that'll be the permanent one. That's what's gonna happen. I don't think I that's think- really that much of a surprising thing, but Pursuit of Happiness, the way that hits at the start, is really good. Like it mm-hmm. fired me up. Like when he scored. The second goal to tie it. Matt, does Matthew score the second goal, right? Yeah, he scored the second goal to tie it. And that ma 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 hit, I was like, oh, yeah. Like, this is, like, I'm not at, like, a dive bar in London, Ontario anymore listening to Hall & Oates here. Like, I'm at a yeah, club. No, no, I'll get my head going here. Like, we're fired up. Like, it feels good. I've already staked my position in this that, like, I, I've already given my goal song take, so I'm not going to deviate from it. Yeah. What I wanted was something heavy. Like I advocated for some Metallica, some Pantera. Nickelback would have been great. Give give the team that is just supposed to now have a little bit more edge, some more mm-hmm. edge. And so yeah. I just thought that picking literally the softest emo rapper who ever lived as <laughs> yeah. the song was not me personally. I'm not a Kid Cudi guy. I had some moments where I've been sad and listened to Kid Cudi and thought it's <laughs> good, but... I overall the body of work I don't think is extremely strong. I think is a Listen, one album. Kid's got some misses. Like there's no question. There's a few misses in his repertoire, but the ones that hit do hit for me. Yes, agree. And that to me is the best one. I just mm-hmm. that would. I'm just saying it's better than Hollow Notes. I'll give it that. No question. Anybody that doesn't think the goal song mattered is actually not a fan. I strongly believe this. Like it had gotten to a toxic point. Like it was yes. bad. Like that song, if you played that in a, your what that dive bar, no and sound, people would have grown and be like, turn it off because they're frustrated with the Leafs in that song. Yes. It was, yeah. it was tied to disappointment. It was like, mm-hmm. it was exactly like, oh, oh what if not? Oh, what a feeling! Uh, hooked on a feeling, but oh, with yeah. the Blue Jays did that oh, where they kept it a year too long. Yeah, hooked on a feel. That song was pretty good at the time, but then it, it got too late. Amazing, it took too long. And then they kept yeah. it too long, and it was just yeah. dead. And the Hall Notes mm-hmm. song was the same way. All I'm yeah. saying is I would be doing the like, dun, 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 dun. like I would get the, I would get some Pantera. I would get some metal. I would... Burn it to the ground. Nickelback would be a hit or two. Dude, that's, that would be, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. That's a good oh one. yeah. <laughs> We've entered our uncle's era. Yeah. <laughs> fully uncled up. Like that. <laughs> when you want more Nickelback, you have hit your uncle era and we are purely in it. Man, I watched the old Hockey Night in Canada one. Where oh, they had I almost cried. Saturday Night's Fighting. It was on Instagram like a month ago <laughs> and I shared it with every person I know and was like, this was the yes. greatest thing that ever happened. <laughs> this was, how did we not This know is art. That? 
dude, it was amazing. Go YouTube after this. Oh, yeah. Go YouTube that Nickelback intro to Hockey Night mm. in Canada and tell me you don't just like stay up all night. <laughs> that is a drug, baby. Anyway, the goal right. song's fine. I don't mind it. I don't yeah, really hate good. it. Uh, I, that'll be kind of my main opinion. I can't wait for the next debut. Uh, all right. Anything else or we got to wrap this sucker up? All right, let's wrap her up, brother. Yeah, I'm just ripping through this quickly. Yeah, I'm not going to dunk on the crowd. It was a quiet crowd, but yeah, whatever. It's Toronto. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, this is Leaf Talk <laughs> on the Sports Talk Radio Network. Sports no, I just saw an amazing tweet, but uh, quickly, can I get this one in? Yeah. Uh, Matthews is asked about what he thought about getting a hat trick tonight while not playing his best game. Honestly, I don't know, Steve. <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, I I love the question. That's opening night. That's so good. Do you know the stones that takes to stand? Oh my god! Matthew's no, fate? people don't get it. People don't get how incredibly stone filled that is to say that. <laughs> to stand in front of a guy, three hundred opening night his team won a hockey game. And say, wasn't your best night, but how does it feel to score a hat trick? Honestly, that might be my favorite moment of tonight. I agree. It's incredible. <laughs> That's, play that as the goal song. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is 25 uh, out of 10. Like, love it. I just love picture it. Matthew's looking at his face, just stoked. This is not dirty. <laughs> you know, like if you were doing a parody question, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be that funny. Like you wouldn't no. be able to write that. That's like no. when, the, like when Trump, when they were like, yeah, yeah, they can't parody Trump because it's just like he's already, like he ruined SNL because they can't yeah. do it funnier than he is. That's yeah, exactly. that. Yeah. Like that's, I love incredible. it. Anyway, subscribe to this podcast. Leave five stars. All right, share it on your socials. Tell your friends. Yeah, I don't know. Play it again. Watch it on Sportsnet Plus. Do all those things. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Get a Sportsnet Plus package. And then, yeah, we'll see you on Saturday night after the Wild is game two. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Thrilling. Yeah. But then the next week, boy, it's Panthers and Lightning right out of the gate. That's hot. And and Bedard. Yeah. Bedard. Yeah. A week of Bedard, Panthers, then Lightning next week. So that's going to be a hot. Subscribe so that they just automatically come on your feed. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee, we'll see you Saturday night.